Okay, here we are. Welcome to another segment of 15 Minutes of Fame. My name is Goldie, and joined with me today uh, on my left side is Julian Carr. Uh, who is Julian Carr? Julian Carr is known for his skiing. Julian Carr is known for his event production in trail running. Julian Carr is known for dot, 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 the list goes on. Uh, why don't I pass it off to you, Julian Carr? Tell us who you are, and uh, thanks for joining us here on 15 Minutes of Fame. Thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate it. It's good to be productive in this interesting time in the world. Um, yeah, I'm Julian Carr. I'm a professional skier and uh, founder of Cirque Series Mountain Races and founder of Discreet Clothing. And which which came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it professional skiing that led you into a clothing company? Was it clothing that led you into skiing? What happened? Uh, you know, I've always... I grew up uh, doing lots of um, team sports, but a lot of skateboarding too. So I really liked how that was a very personality athlete led industry. And when I got into, um, you know, focusing on skiing in college, um, you know, long story short, uh, I just realized in the ski industry back then, it was very much a kind of racing, um, there wasn't a lot of personality-led marketing or branding or companies. Um, and I also saw that as an athlete, even if my wildest dreams came true and I had a great career as a professional skier, you're, you have a shelf life as an athlete, obviously. So <clears throat> I saw a few of my favorite skiers getting to the point where um, they were looking at the next steps in their life. And they, I saw a few of them you know, really struggling with what that next step was going to be. And it was some of like the biggest names of skiers uh, back when I was starting my career. And I just right away was like, I want to create a cool little brand that I can grow alongside my skiing. So that if and when the shelf life of the idea of being a professional skier comes up, I'll have something else going on that will be a creative outlet. will be a part of the industry and obviously income. Um, and so they, were, they both kind of happened at the same time, but I think, you know, a lot of my passion was put into the ski career and I put in just enough effort in the brand that I knew I could convert it into being, you know, a pretty airtight program later. So that's exactly what I did. I just put a lot of energy into the marketing and the branding and learned a lot about what it actually took to be a viable business in the outdoor industry. And so that was 15 years ago. So and then five years ago, the Cirque Series races came along and it's been fun to channel everything I learned as a professional skier from the marketing and the production side. Um, and then everything I've learned as far as running a business from the discrete side and kind of putting that all into Cirque Series and just it, my goal was to do it right out of the gate because I made a lot of good decisions with discrete and a lot of bad ones and learned a ton. So a Cirque series, I was like, I'm going to do this right. And so it's been really fun to, obviously, it's all revolved around the outdoors. I love being in the mountains. So, Well, I can firsthand attest that the Cirque series is pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even do that on purpose. I just actually wear this hat. Um, so, so and, and there's probably a lot of people who will watch this that will say, what does it mean to be a professional skier? Like, I don't get it. Like you just get to go ski every day. Like, how do you eat? Where do you, you know, what does that mean? Like now if they're watching your Instagram, they know that you are 
all over the place. You're getting some of the sickest lines. Dude, I mean, your Instagram is like a small dream sequence for a lot of human beings, right? You're, you're heli skiing in Canada, you're heli skiing in Alaska, and you're over in Switzerland and Austria, and you're doing team trips with Team Icelandic and, uh, you know, having personal trips with guys like Mark Morris. And, uh, uh, yeah, and, 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 like, you know, having the ability to live a life based off of skiing. Um, and, you know, one of the things that people may or may not know about you, you currently are holding the world record of hucking your meat off of a ledge into snow. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's verbatim. Yeah. And so what is the height of that right now? Is it 200 and, uh, the, yeah, the one is 210. 210 feet off of a ledge. And you're like, let's just jump off that. Well, you got to throw in a flip, and that's the record. Highest you always, ever. You always got to trick it. I remember a funny comment from uh, Tom Wallace once saying about this hit that they made in Sun Valley, where it's like, okay, they just made the largest hit I've ever seen in my life. And not only do we have to hit it, but you got to throw a trick. <laughs> um, so this is interesting because coincidentally, I spoke with Travis Parr this morning, of course, the uh, designer of the top plates of those skis right there. Those are, uh, it's actually kind of like natural that they're just here in the van with me. Um, and, and I was speaking to him about like, you know, what's it like for an individual who is, you know, self-made, who has taken their life as a subcontractor, as a sole proprietor their whole life, um, you know, and he's an artist and he's in a time right now where the coronavirus is just affecting everybody on the planet. And, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. He's an artist. It's probably like one of the first lines cut in budgets and all the things when it comes to business. Right. And, 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 and that is of course very true right? Like nobody's, the phone's not ringing off the hook for him right now. But what is ringing off the hook for him is his creative ability to get more work done. There's time for him to get jobs done and know that there will be jobs in the future because he continues to deliver on the art that he promises his clients. So he says, ultimately, like right now in life, there's just, it's not slowing down him, uh, him at all. Um, what is it like for a professional skier for, I want to get to a point here soon because we're cruising along in time, is here in Colorado, um, we have been put on lockdown and this has happened, of course, all over the place. And, and so they're discouraging the, the uphill access of skiing, any of the resorts, right? As a matter of fact, I heard two gentlemen yesterday in Utah were uh, ticketed with trespassing tickets at a uh, resort where they were doing some uphill skiing. And then a cop ended up giving them trespassing trespassing tickets saying, Hey, we've said it, man, you can't be here. Right. And, and then you've got your opinions on Facebook. It's like a rant of barf, but either way it's you, you see these things happen. Um, okay. I love skiing as much as you do. We love it in our own perspectives. We want to go like, there's nothing more that I'd rather be doing than, than skiing. Right. It's just like that motion, that feeling that that it's you don't think there's no coronavirus when you're skiing. There's no problems. There's no troubles. You're just skiing. It's just like the most freedom thing we talk about all the time. It's hard to strip something like that away from somebody. And in a time like this right now, uh, you know, people who don't ski are like, get the hell off the mountain, you damn hippie. You get go home, sit in your basement and cry it out. Right. And it's like, come on, man, you don't understand. Like I got to go ski, but you've got to respect the current situation. Right. Right. So, 
The biggest problem that I see right now happening in Colorado is there's an influx of these so-called now educated backcountry skiers who are going backcountry. And uh, just not more than three days ago, we had a total in 48 hours of eight people caught. Not completely. Three of them were complete. Uh, the other five were half submerged and, and got caught. Things like this. Now, they know this because the CIAC goes out there and tries to help. But right now, in the current uh, world situation, there's a problem that we could be stressing medical staff that could be in hospitals helping the, the COVID situation versus somebody out skiing and they got caught in an avalanche. Being a professional skier, being somebody that is not going to fold your cards to go skiing or, or however you're going to live your life, Ultimately, without putting you on a hot seat asking you about skiing, I put you on the hot seat of asking the question, what is your view as a professional skier with the use of 911 services when we have a world crisis versus personal skiing? What do you do then? Well, I think it's you know a delicate subject right now, but I think that regardless of COVID or not, anyone that's seeking to go in the backcountry um, needs to have the adequate education and, and equipment. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they shouldn't be going. Right. Um, the bigger issue is the social distancing. Um, I've seen a lot of these places with, you know, it's pretty packed and, and people walking on the road. I've seen photos of people waiting at, I don't know. It's just been so um, not following that guideline. Mm -hmm. And that's, frustrating mm -hmm. um, I think that just from what I've read that the biggest strain on the health industry is obviously the amount of ventilators and qualified people to handle the volume of people on COVID mm -hmm. so I don't necessarily think that five people that were caught in an avalanche are is going to strain that health system that obviously is in a delicate and very emergency state. Um, I think it's the social distancing that's the bigger issue. Um, if people want to go ski, I think that's okay. If they have the adequate equipment and knowledge and they are truly going to be out there. Uh, all right. So we left off uh, before the internet cut and um, we were answering the question, uh, what is your thoughts on backcountry skiing versus the use of medical services uh, in the current stasis of the world. Um, and uh, we'll pick up from there. So go ahead, Julian Carr again, please. Sorry about the internet. No problem. I think that the bigger issue is the social distancing that's not being adhered to. Got it, got it. Um, and I do think a lot of those people don't have the proper education to be in the backcountry either. So I think the social distancing and the not having the proper knowledge to be in the backcountry, to me is like the bigger issue. Um, if you want to go ski and be truly out in the middle of nowhere with no one else around, I think that's okay. And the health system is strained right now. Um, and I know it's because of ventilators and trained people and there's a lot of volume. So I don't know if trained personnel for mountain rescues is going to strain the system further if they need to go help a few people that were out skiing. Cause I personally, and getting out every day uh, to enjoy the outdoors. Um, I've right. gone skiing, and and uh, I rely on on my own, you know, sense of self responsibility. 
Um, and I, and I think that we're on a slippery slope, obviously, because there's so many people that are out there right now. So it's a tricky question. Well, and I think that like, I mean, if anyone's taken an AVI one class or a course, uh, three quarters of the course is in the classroom. You don't even get out and ski because you're talking about things like dynamic between the group that you are going and skiing with and like where is Stoke levels and is Stoke overriding conscious decisions and things like this. And, and this is almost like a direct example right now of showing where Stoke is overriding conscious levels of, you know, it's an aspect. Backcountry skiing is like, like one of the most moment-to-moment decision-making sports out there, right? I mean, like literally, and, and like maybe you can associate it to golf where it's like, okay, cool, I shot this shot. Now we're going over here. Okay, we're going to now rethink this entire game and we're going to take this club and we're going to shoot this shot, which will go over there. Okay, now we get here and we're going to shoot this shot. Very similar to this backcountry skiing where it's like, okay, we're going to ski over here. We're going to assess our, our moments. We're going to, and then we're going to, continue on every moment is a decision and why wouldn't this person you know like uh, we had a problem the other day at arapaho basin or not arapaho loveland pass where yes just like you said everyone's convening on the same mountain to go backcountry skiing and it's like you guys literally in this I, i thought of this like we literally have 54 14,000 foot peaks that you could potentially go ski and you all chose the same one to ski at like, come on, Jerry. Well, those guys are probably the same ones that have a bedroom full of toilet paper right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. A lot of strange decisions being, That's made. The analogy. So, I agree. Okay. So Julian, ultimately it's like this. We have about one minute to go. And, and first off, thank you for being on this show and, and at least like lending your, I mean, a professional athlete's opinion and view on what it would be like to go backcountry skiing uh, in a time like this, because free will of human beings is hard to take away. Um, and, and so, you know, you have found a way to make it work for you. Um, Speaking of finding a way, uh, if people want to learn more about the Discrete Cirque Series, a trail running race, or more about your skiing and see what you do, and maybe they're interested. They want to say, hey, you know what? I want to find out more about Julian Carr and, like, what is he doing? What are decisions he's making that maybe I could do down the line that uh, puts me in his same spot? How do they find Julian Carr? Is it an internet website? Is it Facebook? Where do we find you? I probably just uh, follow along on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I call that my mini blog. So yeah. for current up to date, whatever I'm up to, typically that's the place to, to you know, I'll interact and uh, be current there. I love it. Okay, Julian, thank you so much. Julian Carr on 15 Minutes of Fame. And uh, we'll Thanks, see you on the next. Appreciate it, bro. You got it, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.